Hello and welcome to Dead Darlings Sessions. Dead Darlings is a podcast dedicated to the spoken word poetry community, bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration, and above all, awesome poetry. And our Dead Darlings Sessions are our opportunity to dig a little deeper into that awesome poetry. Throughout uh, this week, we've invited a range of poets to come and share their work with us in front of an intimate live Zoom audience as part of the PBH Edinburgh Free Fringe. Tonight's featured poet is Arden Fitzroy, and we'll be hearing a 20-minute set from them, followed by a round of quickfire questions, so you can get to know the artist behind the amazing words just a little bit better. And after that, we are going to be wrapping up the session and putting it online unedited. Usually, Rebecca, our producer and founder, edits Does us. Does an amazing job. Makes <laughs> us sound so eloquent. It takes out all the ums and the errs and the dropping things that I do because I fidget and I'm a klutz. Um, but these are part of an almost live session. Uh, so they go up basically topped and tailed and put online so you can hear the session as it played out. And uh, that this special podcast episode will be available wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Dead Darlings Podcast. And if you are listening to this now, having done that, hello. You have excellent taste in podcasts, and thank you for tuning in. Before we introduce our guest tonight, just a quick heads up to our live audience. Um, we'd love you to keep your mic on during the set if you can, so that we can hear your reaction to the set. Uh, please go ahead, clap, whoop, holler, stamp, react in any other ways you'd like between the poems, as well as in the chat where you can show your love for the poet and maybe pick out any particular lines that you enjoyed. Um, but also, if you don't want your response to be audible in the recording for the podcast, that's totally fine too. Please feel free to keep your mic on mute. And one final thing before we start, uh, we are recording the session tonight online via Zoom. And I'm sure, as we all know, some people on the Internet are dicks. They are so, dicks. Um, and love to ruin things, Zoom bombing, yada, yada. So if anybody is working at working through their anger and resentment at the world without a therapist and instead inflicting mm -hmm. it out on the rest of the world um, yeah. and is generally being a jerk, uh, we will chuck them out. ASAP but also if we miss anything please flag it to myself or Laurie ASAP and we'll throw them out of the virtual airlock well it'll go boom also I like to shout at them you have a small penis leave my amazing poetry gig that's that's what I enjoy doing and I encourage the audience to join us in with that um so without any further ado I'm delighted to introduce our guest this evening Arden Fitzroy Arden Fitzroy is a writer, poet, actor, producer, and full-time dandy who believes in experimentation and blurring the boundaries of genre, gender, and art forms, which doesn't begin with a G, but it's still pretty good. Credits include work with the Arcola, Festival, Roundhouse, the Hackney Empire, the Royal Opera House, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, the Soho Theatre. Oh boy, that's a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Their writing is published or forthcoming with Untitled Writing, Stone of Madness Press, Polari Print, Silhouette Press, and more. They were shortlisted for the Vault 5, the London Writers Award in Poetry 2018, the Creative Future Writers Awards 2020, and, get this, have opened for only blooming Saul Williams on the Roundhouse main stage. That's pretty damn good. Uh, currently, they are the lead producer on the Rise Collective's Amplify podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be talking a little bit about that towards the end of the session tonight. Um Arden, I think, is the only person that I've ever been to a gig by Stephen Wilson and Pink um, with, um, and also the person who I've spoken 
to more about Opeth than probably anybody in the world. So that's a pretty good introduction. So ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, please give it up for Arden Fitzroy live in session. Hello everyone. Thank you, Laurie, for the wonderful and gracious introduction. I am, I am all a flush. So tonight I have some poetry lined up for you. Fancy that. Uh, thank you to everyone who is in the live audience tonight. I recognize you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they, they know what I mean. So I thought we could start with a little bit of misdirection. The magic show's starting, but all the kid cares about is the picture book on dad's lap, teething around baby mammoth's question. Are we rare? Dad says, it depends on how they cook us. <laughs> and those of you who have been to the Red Sky sessions will know that I have used the concept of misdirection to then directly play a rickroll after this. Therefore, <laughs> I think executing the largest master Rickroll in poetry ever with about 300 people. <laughs> yes, Amazing. subject to Rick nice. Astley's dulcet tones. Uh, from that, well, I hope you're settled in by now and like chilled out and everything. Maybe you've got a hot beverage. Maybe you've got a cup of tea. Turns out I have, I have something to say about that before you fully settle in and enjoy. This is Selager. The perfect cup of green tea is easily achieved. I don't have strong feelings about this. It doesn't have to steep in ceremony or ritual, it helps. The most important thing is your relaxed enjoyment. But remember one thing, the water cannot be boiling. Or the leaves will burn. Don't come near me with tea bags. When selecting your tea leaves, remember, one, price isn't always indicative of quality. Two, you're welcome. But remember one thing, the water should not be boiling. Once you have your fresh water, the correct temperature is wholly dependent on leaf variety. It may be as low as 65 degrees Celsius or as high as 80 degrees Celsius, but that is pushing it. They are all so delicate. If you are not in the possession of a sophisticated kettle, you must develop a mastery of your tea sense to determine the perfect moment at which to take it off the heating element. Wait for the perfect moment. But remember one thing, the water must not be boiling. Pour and strain and remember that if you leave it to steep for over 1.33 minutes, it's over. Remove strainer, do not add milk and sugar. Do not add milk or sugar. Breathe in the refined aroma of your tea. Enjoy having partaken in this rite of relaxation, knowing that one thing in the universe alone is true and correct, and that the water will not be boiling. Woo. Woo. And um, 
that there's a little bit about my not at all strong views on tea uh may or may have not mellowed out since then um a note to our live audience uh you'll have noticed that you are only able to see um a corner of my immaculately eyelinered eye and excellent eyebrows that's because um for the recording tonight i've got one of these dynamic microphones that are really excellent at picking up sounds directly in front of them ideal for voice work but less so for you know gigs so you can notice the difference if i move to the side and then come back so that's how it is tonight um i'd like to move on now to a poem that's about well let's just say it'll be nostalgic for some i call it asymptote hop In a memory card somewhere, Lara Croft is always dying, <laughs> falling along a wall as coarsely pixelated as a cheap kitchen counter. It's supposed to be the Great Wall of China. You haven't visited, so you don't know what it's really like. You know you're just a kid, but you're quite sure nobody actually takes part in dual-wielding tiger duels and cave pools. What you have heard is that she takes off her clothes if you press walk forward, <laughs> back, turn three times, jump forward and backflip. Oops, she explodes. There's something shiny at the bottom of a cliff edge and you only have a tenuous understanding of cause and effect. You just know that if you don't get ahead, you won't get to see the T-Rex rumored to be in this game. You have a plan. Of course there is a plan. The plan is this. Save the game mid-jump. The moment before she hits that blurred ground. Reload the game and it'll be like she just began. The logic is impeccable. The results. You learn and relearn that Lara screams when falling from a great height. <laughs> you load the game. Lara screams. Game over. You load the game. <laughs> Lara screams. Game over. You load the game. Lara screams. Oh, dear. You've broken it. You try a few more times and feel her helplessness like it's your own, like it's you hitting the ground again and again without knowing what that means or why that's so familiar, only knowing that you never meant to be cruel. You're going to be better this time. This time, you're going to win. You give Lara a new beginning and start another game. Woo. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> Did that all the time. Ghosts in oh, the yeah. machine come. Yeah. Poor solid snake. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. Yeah, don't get me started about Metal Gear. There's an upcoming <laughs> poem about like shenanigans I used to get up to with Solid Snake and and Big Boss. Actually, if I'm honest, Big Boss <laughs> was more the subject of my experiments in video games. <laughs> But this isn't about Metal Gear, so 
I when I when I get Sadly. going. Yes. Ah. I only grew up and became ocelot jokes. Um so for this next one, um, speaking of um codenamed animals, um this is called Beastly. And it's published in Stone of Madness Press Online Lit Mag. I want to expose myself and see who dies of it. I want to rip out all these faded tally scars while you watch. I want to be your filthy revelation in the dusty rain. I want to laugh I'm not a woman in your face and find luxury in the scandal spray. I want to shower myself in your fear of disgrace. I want the sun-soaked hail to splatter me standing. I want to see if a biblical curse dares strike me down. I want to try again. I want to crash every party, every market, every civilization. I want you to know who I am and believe what I am not. I want to brand my name inside the skulls of the non-believers in stylish script. I want to bury myself in Oleander's soil. I want to be an impeccable host to parasitic horrors. I want to shroud myself in lilacs as I rise from a grave. I want a beginning. I want to bite off the tongue that says I can't always get what I want. Instead, I display every one of my teeth and wait. And just before the, the tone gets too um, grave, I made a pun that's only going to be obvious in five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna move on and tell you about how there's no such thing as good publicity. They call me the delivery man. I've got flyers that fly and parcels to die for. Only got my own two legs, but I walk faster and further than any man can. I'm the delivery man. I've done it in batches, hatched all your hatches, scoured all the patches that match and found all your caches. I've chased down Jehovah's, caught your Casanova's, and it'll take a supernova to erase the sight of your man naked. Yes, yours. I could tell you about the ones that don't make it through the delivery wars, but I won't. This delivery man walks down only the choicest of doors. Doors left with paint peeling white, Doors welcoming with flanks of lavender bright. Doors that splinter and doors that crack. Doors with no handle and dogs that bark. Doors and doors and doors and nothing is surprising. So many doors, you can call me Mr. Mojo Rising. There are moments I could mention. Bristles on letterboxes and rusted shut gates. Uneven steps the stench of litter box bins and the even glares of cats. Give a moment to all those moments a delivery man hates. Then there are moments of sunshine gray and glorious in those late summer mornings that might not repeat. Green deserted lanes and sheets of rain and walking through pain in the silence and plain view, the unknown unknowns by which every day is new. 
Sometimes, out of the corner of your eye, across the street, you'll see me en route. Sometimes you'll try to open the door to meet me, but I'll be gone before you can rise. Sometimes you'll think you can cheat me. Sometimes you'll think I've moved on. But I'm the delivery man and I'm paid by the hour. If I'm known to bide my time, to loiter, to dally, to loll and to lounge, to amble and ramble and dawdle and linger by the flowers, remember, I'm paid by the hour. And everyone needs to sign for their order on the dotted line, in the hovel, in the trendy house share, in the ivory tower. All are bound by earthly address, and I know all the veins and arteries of this town. It makes no difference to me how many I do. I'm waiting for you. So next time you think you hear something, next time your gravel goes crunch, next time your letterbox goes clink, spare a thought for your delivery man. We shall meet always sooner than you think. Thank you. How's everyone doing? Good. Oh, cool. How are we doing for time? You're absolutely fine, Arden. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. I didn't actually look at the clock when we started, so. (laughs) Got about five minutes. Okay, cool, cool. That, That works perfectly, actually. Um, because I have a little, if the app loads, awkward. Mm-hmm. Now, people in the poetry scene um, may have heard um, in the slam circuit, maybe um, you'll have heard non-binary and gender diverse uh, poets say, there's no gender like show gender. Well, I'm here to say on the record, they heard it somewhere and I heard it somewhere as well, but I said it. (laughs) So we all know the one about gender being a performance, right? This is to the performer hesitating in the wings. If you ever drained a bottle of champagne to toast someone else's success, ever slammed into a glass door full force, wore a crop top with a stomach full of vitriol, chain smoked two packs before having disappointing sex with your nemesis, if you ever forgot <laughs> your lines while improvising, then saw a man's face while he was still inside you. If you tethered yourself to a mast when you needed to explode, let the splinters rot outwards, abandoned the pieces as a problem for someone kinder to solve. If you ever had to save your own life by destroying another's, stayed in your dressing gown all day dreaming of the lives of others, discovered that the finish line was only the beginning, escaped imprisonment by hacking the key out of yourself. Take a bow. Thank you. And it's it's at this moment that I realized that this was an older draft. Ah. (laughs) Whoops. We've all been there. (laughs) The travails of like having certain things saved to your phone. This is the thing. This is, you know, it's sessions. It's meant to be raw. We fucked up the intro. So. Did you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally did. Anyway, carry on. I never would have known. Oh, gosh. Wait, no. 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, our last or penultimate poem of the night is one that I actually, this one, the first draft of this was actually written back in 2016 for a joke slam hosted by Boomerang, where Jake Whitehall picked two names out, um, not two names, two random words out of a hat and was like, okay, you have a week to make a poem. And a draft of this is what resulted. In the five years since, it has gone through about 20 like new drafts uh, until it was um, published in an anthology of trans writing. And why I mention this is because its title and its concept is the start of something that you are going to see on your stages at some point in the next couple of years. This is called Dandy of the End Times. I remember when you and I would meet for a sporadic croissant. You'd say that it's 400 calories of nothing and that a moment on the lips is forever on the hips and hips. I wasn't really listening. I was enjoying our special frisson over our sporadic cross song. This was in Paris, of course. All the Metro days laughed when you asked for croissants in the evening. So we took a walk down the pyramid and you framed the night in your laughter and your spellbinding nonchalance to our especial frisson over some sporadic cross song. <laughs> All those changes we made to folk songs. Poor old Molly Malone. Rude bits made ruder, but we were young, drunk, stupid, young. It was last week. And I was there, <laughs> finally, at 4 a.m. in an Irish pub, your sunless dressed in black debutant, taking your spellbinding nonchalance over our special frisson, thinking of our sporadic hangover croissant. Something about the silence of the pre-dawn Makes me want to smear some red lipstick on, roll some leather boots on, get my Errol Flynn on, because you know I have a master's in disaster, but I'm no paint-by-numbers bastard. And besides, I don't need to invoke this dapper, glamour ghoul aesthetic when I'm haunted by this want, this naughty renaissance, forever your obscure debutante to whom you are spellbindingly nonchalant, exorcise our special frisson and stuff this sporadic croissant right in your red mouth. Don't go looking for the portraits in my attic. There are better tombs to kiss at pale Lachey's. Maybe I played my hand too early, but it's all dandy and dandies in my amnesiac kingdom, and it's me who snipped up all the cards. None of this is meant to last, but always remember those nights of freedom where we'll always have Paris. In a naughty renaissance, signed your anti-villain debutante, still under your spellbinding nonchalance to some special frisson, and like a sporadic croissant, 400 calories of nothing, and vive la résistance. <laughs> love the assonance on some of those the, the the i'm forgetting my literary terms but you did words good that was thank you <laughs> thank you um 
If I've got time, I'll do an encore. If not, it's all good. Well, I think we should ask our audience, what do you guys think? <laughs> encore, definitely encore. encore. Yes. Amazing. There we go. I guess. By special well. request. <laughs> yeah. So this is the poison ring. I will put in the ring a cluster of overripe persimmons, a windowsill warm with sitting, the rasp of sequins brushed into reverse. I will put in the ring the butterfly kiss of a leather glove, the wink behind a story waiting to be told, the fragile geometry of a tuning violin. I will put in the ring the secrets of a lone magpie, a drop of cold milk from a glass bottle, a smile wrapped in pale blue silk. I will put in the ring the after image of a dusty spotlight, the mischief of the rising night and long bankside walks to the dawn. My ring is cut from the silver shoots that survive winter and cast out of snakes that bite their own tails. Its bezel contains this hoard of jewels. It softens burrowed in a dragon's chest. I shall wear my ring at tomorrow's banquet and not before. There, I shall serve the wine, palm up, and allow a thousand miracles to become drink. Nice. Thank oh. you. Ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, Arden Fitzroy, Ooh. live in session. Yes, Arden. Oh my God, yes. yes. Incredible. Oof. Amazing. So um, the what we do in our Dead Darling sessions, as opposed to our standard uh, ones, is we give our audience a chance to get you know, to know you better but in a quick fire method um so over the next five minutes laurie you good to set a timer i've got a timer right here Brilliant. hannah um uh, we will ask you a range of topics uh, about life poetry general silliness uh, yesterday for the first time we had a question from the audience typed in the chat so we did that was quite have... good if anyone yeah. has yeah so if if our audience members feel have a have a burning question they want answered then like burning feel free questions to... i'm just kind of giving it a little bit of in the chat or can we can we speak them Ooh. oh that's a good question do you want to speak them okay shall i start well, the timer then, yeah. and we'll take our first question from the audience that's yeah, quite good excellent Arden, are you up for that i'm going to take that silence as I don't know whether Arden is up for that. Arden, are you oh, up for that? That was a yes, I think I was still. That was a yes, maybe. great. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start the timer. And then if some, whoever it was who just wanted to ask a question wants to jump straight in, mm -hmm. um, we're going to go in three, two, one. Time starts now. I'm always very curious about not just individual works, but bodies of work. And I'm wondering if you could speak to... Um, the pieces that we heard this evening and if there's a thread that ties them all together for you or, you know, it, obviously it doesn't have to be that way, but um, I, just looking at it from a few steps, a few paces back, um, is there anything that, that ties these together? Well, way, way, way to start with a quick fire question, Van. <laughs> 
Thank Sorry. you. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that the um, not not to be facetious, but the threads tying them together is um, me. But <laughs> but I think they all kind of have a theme of like the mm, of like someone writing this while being a 280 year old vampire musing <laughs> on little intricacies of life and wondering why we're not back in the day of opium dens and uh, tripping over their cravat. Uh, where did I leave that? Um, yeah, vintage style, not vintage values though. That's absolutely perfect. I could not have envisioned a better answer. And like, to be fair, it was sufficient when you said you, cause like that's the most perfect answer but thank you for going a step <laughs> further with the vampiric explanation. Thanks for asking the question. Van. <laughs> I think all, uh, all explanations should be vampiric. Uh, in fact, the other question we've got in the chat is, so Arden, are you a 200-year-old vampire? <laughs> Will neither confirm nor deny. Okay. The age could be wrong. The creature could be wrong. Oh, all right. That's okay, something to um, leave the audience with. On a, Go ahead, gosh, I don't know if this is related note or not. We'll find out. Who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, uh, I don't. Oh, my goodness. Do I? Don't I? I don't Van Helsing. have a celebrity <laughs> Um Frank Langella. Bram. Honestly, the, there are two people coming to mind, and it's Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 and uh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> I was about to say, I 100% know no we've had a conversation about Alice Cooper in a lot of detail before. Yeah. Amazing. But like a platonic kind of ad ad admiring, like, what you do is cool crush way. Not in a, yeah. In a kind of a vancular goth uncle way. Okay, pretty it's good. Weirdly relatable. <laughs> Excellent. Laurie, pick a question. Any question? I'm going to pick the question. Actually, it's not on our list, but I'm going to ask what your favorite metal album is. No, these are all really difficult questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Quick what, 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 okay, I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind, uh -huh. which is. Uh, what what's I'm going to kick myself for not recalling the name, but you know the Opeth album that has Air Apparent on it. I'm not That's as well one. versed in them as you are, but that one. Okay, cool. One. Hannah, you'll go. Excellent. Um, what is your least favorite poetry form? I would say anything that is too rigid and. Only in that form because it's obvious that someone told the poem their poet uh, the poet that their poem had to be in that form and they're not like playing within it or breathing within the form and like they obviously don't want to adhere to like rigid meter and rhyme and whatever else. Hmm. What is your worst poetry habit? I think done silence. I think it's not really p 
pushing myself um, forward to read as much as I would like to. Kind of not not self rejection, but more from a place of um, I'm tired, or (laughs) 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 or maybe maybe my poetry won't be a a fit in this night or something. Yeah, is that five minutes? Oh gosh, that is five minutes. It's already gone. Gosh. Oh, Uh, but go on, Hannah. uh, The the final question that we ask uh, all of our sessions acts is is there a piece of writing advice or prompt that you would like to share with our audience yes and i promise it's not as obvious as it's going to initially sound mm-hmm. write what you want to write and how not how you feel you ought to not what you feel you ought to write about, not what somebody else is telling you you should write about. And this goes double or triple or quintuple, infinity times more for um, poets in any kind of marginalized intersection. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, And this isn't really a question, but it kind of is, is you wanted to tell us about your new podcast, right? Um, do you want to go ahead and do that? That is a question. I'm going to append Can you tell us about your that. podcast? Can you please tell us about your podcast? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then anything else you want to plug? <laughs> absolutely. Plug time, plug time. Uh, so first of all, it's not my podcast. It's the Rise Collective's podcast. And the Rise pardon. Collective is an arts organization that's uh, aimed at empowering creatives and building um collectives that are at the heart of social change so i am the lead producer on this season of the amplify podcast called queer joy and it's not just a podcast it's the result of six months of mentorship um with six um queer creatives in which we basically um had had them do workshops, industry Q&As and other mentorships for like scripting, programming, recording, content sourcing, editing, mm-hmm. absolutely everything that goes into making a podcast. And what they've come up with is frankly incredible. And like, I, I can't believe like, I'm just, I'm just in love with a whole series. We <laughs> encompass... Um, topics from trans sex positivity to queer poetry um to favorite tv shows and representation there's a lot of talking about shira um <laughs> and these episodes are out now wherever you get your podcast just search mm-hmm. writers collective amplify and you'll you'll get to find out for yourselves and actually a lot of the participants on it are people who could be featured on dead darlings because they're amazing poets in themselves some of them excellent we'll have to keep an eye out we're always on the lookout for new people to feature so that's great cool is there anything else you wanted to um plug talk about get get off your chest see more of your stuff um i think I think I'm good. And I'm just going to say thank you so much for inviting me. It's so great to see you both. And I just, I'm, 
I'm just frankly, it seems like a very creatives in pandemic sort of thing that we this this is the closest thing we have come to a catch up yeah. in in like over a year. And that's um coming on your show. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? It's... it's been really nice to have you back. Um where can other people find you? Yes, so I'm on Twitter at Arden Fitzroy. It's just my name. Also Instagram, but less so, but yeah. Um and elsewhere, probably behind you, <laughs> um, or not, <laughs> uh, in, your, in your local, it? if you're in Northwest London Highgate Cemetery, if we're going the cliche route. Oh, lovely. Hanging out with Karl Marx. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, a bit, bit of a running, running in joke. <laughs> So if you want to follow Arden, go to Highgate Cemetery. That's the uh, that's what we've learned from this episode. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Excellent. Or Twitter, which is the same thing. It's the graveyard. Effectively, of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of online, I don't know which. There was a metaphor there. We kind of were approaching it, but let's maybe just back out and uh, and extend. <laughs> yeah awesome brilliant well that is all for tonight folks i think isn't it hannah yeah i believe so so can our audience please uh feel free to unmute and give it up once again for our feature act arden fitzroy you can find the recording of this alongside our monthly regularly um our regularly let me just start out again. We won't edit it. It'll all be in there. You can find the recording of this alongside our regular monthly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to Arden Fitzroy for joining us. Thank you for Hannah Husper for co-hosting tonight um, and to Rebecca Cooney for editing the show. Um, this will be out wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much for joining us, Arden, and good night. Thanks, Laurie.